the New Zealand Tech Podcast. Brought to you by Gorilla Technology. Proactive and strategic IT. Welcome along to the New Zealand Tech Podcast. This is episode 219. I'm Paul Spain. And I'm Damien O'Carroll. Hey Damien, thank you very much for joining me again. Thank you for having me here again. Now, for those that don't know where you fit into the uh, world of uh, journalism and the and the like in New Zealand, I am a uh, motoring journalist of more years than I'd like to think of at this stage. I write for the New Zealand Herald, I write for Overseer.co.nz, and of course, I am the host of the New Zealand Motoring Podcast. And quite a tech head to boot, oh, so yes. uh, hence why we love having you on the show. So thanks for coming back on this week. Now, quite an exciting week in the world of tech because once a year it rolls around Mobile World Congress and. In Spain, in Barcelona, and it's that week again. Just like Christmas, once a year. And it's kind of cool, isn't it, that we have these certain <laughs> times throughout the year when we know that the big manufacturers and some of the smaller and less known ones, I guess are always a bit of a mix, mm. will have something interesting to announce. And yeah, Mobile Cong- World Congress is one of those times. CES, of course, in January is, is, is another one. And the varying other sort of you know big tech conferences or uh, expos around the world, particularly Taipei and Germany there. But yeah, this this week it's uh, Mobile World Congress. So what we'll do is let's chat through. There's a few little news items to chat through. We've got some pretty cool new devices here, which we're going to jump in and chat about in a little while. How are you enjoying playing with that Galaxy S6 there? I'm, I'm rather enjoying it a lot, I have to say. It's a very nice piece of piece of kit. All right. Well, we'll get you to explain that a little bit more further on in the show. Now, first up, Martin Jetpack. We somehow skipped this, I think, last Last week, not quite sure what happened. Maybe we just had too many uh, other interesting things to, to to chat about because it was on the agenda. Uh, but Martin Jetpack uh, launched on the uh, the Australian uh, stock exchange, and their uh, their share price kicked off at sixty cents, which was fifty percent above their offer price of forty cents Australian. And between last week and now, those shares have just sort of kept travelling north, haven't they? Mm, it's it's amazing. I mean, I, I struggle to get my head around the idea of Jetpack for the private market or for Jetpack in general, to be honest. But obviously, there's people out there that. Uh, uh, see a future in it. Well, I guess it's the it's the military and industrial yep. type uses. But yep. when you look at that current market cap they're on today, over four hundred and ten million Australian dollars. Now, with the current exchange rate, that values around the sort of four hundred and fifty million New Zealand dollar mark. Now, as you say, I mean these are, are not really the sort of thing that you look at and go, oh, that's the perfect sort of personal no. thing that I that I want. And you know, if you think back on those sort of futuristic sort of cartoons and childhood stuff on, on what a jetpack would be. Yeah, the, the backpack uh, size. It sort of looked like a little, yeah. you know, backpack thing with a, yeah. you know, a couple of little gas canisters on your back. It's sort of, the, you know, those things look like. Yeah. The Martin jetpack, I mean, it isn't actually even a jet. It's pretty big, but obviously there's, you know, there's a, there's really huge interest in the sort of freedom that this this type of technology creates. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's certainly it's not something that's going to be replacing the car anytime soon. I'm not going to be suddenly road testing jetpacks, I wouldn't imagine, but like oh, say, I would actually be pretty interested in, in, in hearing your review on the Martin jetpack. Like I so. stay away from motorbikes because I know what I'd do to myself. So I think a jetpack would be even worse. But it, it's certainly, like you say, the, the military certainly the military applications, but also the the commercial applications for something like a jetpack are interesting. It's as you pointed out, not a small device. It's not something that's going to be stored in the cupboard or 
anything, but it is a very interesting concept, and it's obviously something that, that a lot of people do see a future in if this huge explosion of, of investment in it has taken place. So. Yeah, and I guess you know it's nice that this is uh, you know this is coming out of New Zealand, and it's Absolutely. not uh, it's not the most obvious thing that you might you know expect to be a New Zealand invention. But you know we've been watching we've been ma- watching Martin for the you know for the last mm. few years, and you know it's been interesting as they've uh, you know they've they've tripped along with this. I think the figures we're still hearing are uh, you know the sort of probably New Zealand two hundred thousand dollar sort of price point for uh, for these. So yeah, they're, they're they're up there with buying yourself an aeroplane, which, uh, which is- you know probably has a lot more practicality to it I would be guessing for for uh, for the average person yeah. but yeah this is, this is pretty exciting I imagine where this is going you know we look at these these low-cost drones that are becoming available and the gyroscopes and all the technology that allows those to be controlled to a, a really minute level of detail I imagine what we'll see is that the the jetpack concept will be tied back into those sorts of smart so mm. yeah when you were sort of talking about safety compared to motorbikes and mm. so on you know I imagine that by utilising that sort of technology, they're going to be able to you know, minimise those yeah. those issues. Yeah, um, I think so. Because I mean, that's that's the sort of thing that you would want to probably minimise the human control of and hand it over to computers as much as possible. Simply because the human error element is when you're up in the sky, perhaps too big a thing to worry. about. Yeah, and there's there's I guess that also that comparison with with helicopters, which from a yeah. you know, risk perspective, if your engine stops, you're uh, you know you're not in a good state. But with a jetpack, yeah, it's heavy and so on. Mm. But I imagine you could tie in a, a sort of parachute sort of element as a as a backup there yeah, as well. So. But uh, yeah. yeah, from the safety perspective, I prefer flying in a commercial airliner than a jetpack myself at this stage. At this stage, but, but yeah, the land. Imagine you know landing at a party with your own jetpack in the backyard. That's an entrance. That would be quite. That would that be quite would be, an entrance, Damien. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, next time there's a party on at my place, uh, <laughs> we will we will we'll see if there's a review unit available, yeah. and yeah, you can make a grand entrance, mate. Mm, spectacular. Don't know if it'll be successful, but it'll be spectacular. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want you making a mess in the back lawn, so uh, you know. All right. So so that's Martin. Now, also looking at happening locally, just more a bit of industry news. Semantic, who have been here in New Zealand for quite a number of years, closing the New Zealand offices. They're going to be running things out of Australia so always a bit sad when that when that happens you know I think it's very hard for companies offshore to to run local operations well mm. and to you know really un- understand our uh, our New Zealand market which has got very unique to it but you know sometimes this is just a nature of shrinking revenues mm. and a changing world well I know from from sort of the, the automotive perspective we've saw in the last few years a trend for a few companies to close down or scale back the New Zealand operations and run it out of Australia. Now we're seeing that actually start to reverse and they're putting more staff back into the New Zealand operations and giving it more autonomy. So it's probably one of those things that comes and goes depending comes on the cash flow come, come in cycles yeah. and of course Symantec are going through a split up process as well so they're splitting off the security side of the business from the backup side of the business so you know that that will change the nature mm. of, of what works for them as well and I imagine this is sort of yeah partly a, a precursor to that uh, now something that we've been waiting for for a little while Netflix we knew it was coming this month March 2015 we now have a date April the 24th is when uh, Netflix officially arrives in 
New Zealand. And when I say officially, of course, there are many thousands of uh, Netflix users in New Zealand already, thanks to Netflix being available in varying other markets and reasonably accessible for non-US subscribers to get their hands on. But that official launch will really open it up to a mass market here in New Zealand, won't it? And uh, I I think that just will will add some excitement to to the whole subscription video on demand Mm. market. And, you know, I mean, we've already seen some some good movement over the last year, of course, but seeing Netflix arrive is great. Now, tell me, what do you think about the announcement from Vodafone that they're the telco that's done a deal with, with Netflix? Now, Vodafone, of course, already have a bit of a, an arrangement with, with Sky TV, shall we say, and there's a bit of bundling going on there with the, the Neon video subscription video on demand service. But what we're hearing is if you sign up for a 24-month Red Plus mobile plan from Vodafone, so we're talking a plan that's $129 a month, you're committing to that for 24 months, so you're up for a few thousand dollars. Pretty well, yeah. They will give you for six months a free uh, Netflix subscription. Does that uh, whet your appetite? Are you? Would that be something you think is going to drive a lot of demand for Vodafone? Well, no. I mean, I, I'm given I'm, I'm already a Vodafone customer, and I already have a, a US Netflix subscription anyway. It's, it's of no interest to me whatsoever. Yeah. But even if I wasn't, I couldn't see that being a particularly tempting package, to be honest. It's Well, we, we crunched the numbers, didn't we, before? <laughs> Beforehand, and it was rather interesting. So let's just take that that hundred and twenty nine dollars, and we rocked that out across twenty four months. It comes to three thousand and ninety six dollars. Now, the alternative. Let's presume that we're pretty happy with with Spark's network, which is a pretty capable network. So the similar plan from Spark on a twenty four month term comes out to two thousand three hundred and seventy six dollars. So their plan is thirty dollars a month less. So that gives you over six hundred dollars extra in your pocket. That would that would be enough to get you Netflix, and let, let's say it launches in the market at uh, at. $15 a month which seems reasonable that is still only going to spend half of the difference and you exactly. get it for 24 months rather than rather than 6, rather than six. Yeah. and a few coffees or maybe a, um, a light box or some other subscription well, exactly. yes, uh, yeah. thrown, thrown yeah. in there so I don't think Vodafone are offering a particularly great not, uh, great deal here not the greatest of deals at all and it's it, it does throw up a few interesting questions about um, the Sky Association and, and getting in bed with Netflix when Sky are launching their own on-demand streaming service. What, what's what's going on there? What's going to happen from that? They're I'm, putting a bob each way. They clearly are, but I'm sure yeah. I, I, Sky might be a wee bit upset over that one, possibly. I don't yeah. know. But yeah, it does. Yeah, it's not a particularly great deal. Um, and at that end of the market, if you can afford to spend $129 a month on a mobile connection, then whatever a Netflix subscription costs, maybe $15 a month, isn't really it's, going to be a big deal to you no, it's, 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 at I mean, all, When, you, when you start looking at things that cost you $15 a month, it's a, it's a negligible expense in, in the real world. So, I mean, it's... And a lot of it will, of course, depend on what Netflix local content actually is. Indeed, indeed. Which is the big mystery. So, yeah, so some interesting things going on there. And I guess the backstory, the backstory to this is that we've seen uh, recently the new plans that, that Two Degrees have launched and the new mm. plans which uh, Spark have, have, have just recently launched. And they are significantly better than what we've seen uh, or what we're seeing in the market from, uh, from Vodafone. Yeah. And, you know, really this is the sort of thing where Vodafone will have to move their plans uh, 
probably you know sooner rather than later, and there is a bit of differentiation going on with. Uh, I guess maybe some less confusion in the market where at the moment we do have plans that are reasonably similar and reasonably yes. comparable. Yeah. There have been uh, times and years gone by where it's just really hard to get your head yes. around yes. what the differences are. So, I mean, there's, I think that's something that's actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if you look at uh, at what's, what's on offer and uh, Spark and... Um, and two degrees uh, are really offering some uh, um, some pretty sharp uh, plans in the uh, in the lower price points. Um, looking at Spark, fifty nine dollars a month now buys you a plan that gives you unlimited uh, calling New Zealand, Australia, unlimited texts, and two and a half uh, gigs worth of data. Yeah, um, and then you you know you step up from there another twenty dollars if you want to double that uh, data to. Uh, to five gigs, and they're giving you a, a local landline number on your mobile as well, which is brilliant. No, so that, it's, that, it's that, pretty sharp, isn't well, that it? Absolutely hammers my deal. I got Vodafone about a year back, which I thought was was pretty sharp at the time, um, and I think it's about seventy bucks a month, and it's it was similar kind yep. of, of of deal. I think it was one point five gig of data. It's gone up since then, of course, as they throw in sweeteners to try and keep me happy. Yep, yep. But um, yeah, it's certainly. Um, Makes what I thought was a good deal look not quite so good anymore. So that's that's a good sign, really. <laughs> and, and I'm sure Vodafone will be coming to market Absolutely. with those things. And yeah. I think there's a level to which uh, you know Vodafone will be flexible with bigger customers anyway. So mm. um, the, you know there's that side of it. But there's a time where if they can sit on for a couple of months and uh, you know earn a little bit extra while Absolutely. while you know most people will yeah. be patient for a little while. Yes. Uh, but if the plans were still as wide apart as they are now in six months. Uh, there will be a chunk of customers that are falling off uh, quite quickly. So they're not going to let that happen. No, no. Well, I'll put it this way. I think my contract's up in about uh, eight or nine months. So if they haven't improved by then, I can't say I'll be hanging around. But, hey, (laughs) I'm sure they will have. Well, it's becoming a, you know, not exactly a commodity service. I mean, there are definitely differences between the the various providers. uh, But, you know, we've seen some really strong competition between Vodafone and Spark in terms of their mobile networks, and now you know they both have pretty strong networks. Yep. But I'm hearing a lot of comments where people are are really talking up Spark and saying, "Well, actually, right. now Spark's uh, 4G LTE network is better right. uh, than Vodafone's." And there's certainly some some mm. debate uh, in in both directions around coverage and 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 speeds and so on. Um, I guess what we're looking forward to next, though, is. Um, uh, having that sort of broad uh, LTE Cat six access, which is what mm-hmm. is in the uh, uh, the Samsung Galaxy S six, uh, I think that can do. Uh, now I'm getting my getting mixed up with speeds because there were a couple of <laughs> there were a couple of announcements at uh, at Mobile World Congress, and I just want to make sure I've got my uh, uh, got my speeds right. Now um, Cat six LTE is let me let me just check. Um, I I. Uh, I, I, I would say it, but I'm uh, I'm concerned I could be I could be wrong. And you know, as uh, soon as you do say it, you've got that down. I'm, I'm, I'm still I'm still it. looking I'm still looking for it. But 300 <laughs> megabits is what I've got in my in my head, which is I'm pretty sure what uh, you know, what they're talking about in yeah. terms of that sort of peak capability. Um, yes, okay, so so that's yeah, that's the uh, LTE Cat six. And also what we've had announced at, um, at Mobile World Congress 
is a, a step up from that. So 450 megabits wow. uh, is what HTC have announced in their uh, uh, HTC One M9. So some pretty impressive uh, capabilities there in the smartphones, and it's it's really up to the uh, the carriers to, uh, to to keep up with keep that, up isn't that it? And offer it, yeah, exactly. So I mean, it's certainly advancing at a rate that is quite startling. I have to say at this stage. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, yeah, I'm pretty pretty pleased with these sorts of uh, these sorts of speeds, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all it's all all this competition is certainly uh, is certainly rather uh, yeah rather nice, isn't it? It is, it is, and we are seeing it obviously from the the plain comparisons we did before a downward trend in prices, which is what we all want to see, really. And and it's really expected because with LTE we've got these incredible uh, you know speeds that are you know technically possible. I mean. Uh, in in my experience, you probably get somewhere in the twenty to thirty percent of those sort of uh, peak speeds, yep. maybe in the real world, and it does vary broadly. Yes, so those, yep. you know, take those numbers with a with a grain of sand. And uh, I already know that there are people listening at the telcos that are uh, scoffing at my comments <laughs> of uh, their inaccuracy. Um, the, the the guys that live and live and breathe this stuff yeah. and uh, are sitting there investing millions of committing millions, tens of millions. Hundreds of millions of dollars into this stuff, and uh, um, you know the the way that I loosely throw around these numbers, I'm sure, is hugely <laughs> offensive. So, uh, um, you know, my, my apologies to uh, to all concerned, but uh, you know, and you know, in reality, as, as consumers, we certainly don't see those uh, those peak speeds, or yeah. or not not for very long. No. Uh, you know, when it, when something's first uh, first launched, as, as it was with. Um, LTE, we did, we did see some pretty snappy numbers, but as the network uh, uh, gets utilised by more people, those numbers exactly. change, Drops of course. Back, yeah. Yep. So now let, let's let's chat about some of the uh, some of the things really from Mobile World Congress, and I think uh, yeah, first up we we did just talk about the HTC One uh, M Nine. Now uh, that is we've got the HTC One M Eight handset here. And the difference really between that and the One M Nine, from a design perspective, uh, there isn't there isn't a whole lot in oh, it. Well, they no. you know they, they look uh, very similar, um, but that speed advantage is certainly uh, you know certainly one thing. Yeah. And we've got all the sort of typical changes that we expect behind the scenes when we get a, a phone refresh in terms of uh, you know improvements in in battery life and performance uh, and a step up in terms of camera. I think we're talking a sixteen. Um, 16 megapixel camera and the new HTC One M9. They've abandoned their their uh, ultra pixel. The ultra pixel camera to the, to the, yeah. the other side now, and they've just gone back to an ordinary, um, more consumer friendly sounding 16 megapixel camera. Yeah, I mean the the, the HTC One M8, and I'm just looking over it again. You know. Is a really delightful handset yeah. in terms of its uh, how it feels in your hand. It's it's really comfortable in terms of its look. Uh, those front spacing um, uh, speakers. Yes. The uh, the boom speakers, what boom sound is that yes, the, uh, te- the, the, the the word they use? But that change in the uh, in the camera, which was uh, a four megapixel camera, they've taken that and they've moved uh, that ultra pixel camera to the front. Right. And then they've bumped the uh, the normal camera to yeah. to the to the sixteen to the sixteen and put it on there. Yeah. So it's 
by all accounts, it's, it's um, a very impressive performer, the, the new camera too, from what I've, I've read about it. But um, it is just a fantastic looking phone. Yeah, I so was... we'll be we'll be looking forward to actually getting hands yeah. on with with that one. It's a, it's a little way off. We've uh, been in touch with HTC, and uh, we are. We are we are just waiting. We're <laughs> we're looking forward to it. Um, I think that, was the, that was actually the only reason I didn't buy the HTC when I bought my Samsung S5 was there was actually uncertainty around the release date, and it took longer to come, and I just I couldn't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there, all these things make a difference, Absolutely. and uh, so Samsung is is really you know if you've got to pick someone who's getting a whole lot of attention. At Mobile World Congress, oh, uh, you know, at Samsung with the with the redesign, uh, you know, some people are saying, well, this gets uh, this gets Samsung sort of back in the game. Now, you know, it's debatable whether they're out of the game. I think when we when we step back and look at profitability in the in the mobile market yeah. and uh, the the figures I was uh, I was looking at yesterday around uh, profitability was saying that 90 and this is in the last last uh, last quarter of 2014 91% of the profits went to Apple That's 91%. So That's Apple has maybe a, a, a you know a quarter of the market, the yeah. smartphone market, uh, in in terms of uh, device numbers, so you know that sort of you know around 25% uh, as and Samsung has a uh, has a similar uh, percent, and and these numbers vary, of course, according to different uh, you know different market research yes, firms yeah. and, and different localities. Um, but this was a this was a global one that I was looking at, and they were talking ninety one percent of those profits going in Apple's pocket. So it's just incredible. It's I <laughs> think Samsung are hoping that this is this is really an exciting enough device that this is going to win them some um, some good market share. Now looking at it, you've got that, that this, the, the steel uh, edge to it. Now we've got two phones here. We've got the Samsung Galaxy S6, the Samsung Galaxy S6 Edge, which has got uh, on both left and right sides is a screen that has a, uh, a level of curvature to it. Um, how would you describe that? It's, it's an interesting one. I, I mean, I'm not sure about the strategy of, re- of releasing the two phones that are essentially the same, apart from the slightly curved screen on the on the edge. Um, I think the edge is just a fantastic looking thing. It looks sensational. I'm not sure about the actual functionality of the, the curve screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an, it's interesting. Insane. Some of the some of the photos that I saw online before it launched, you know, very much uh, made it look like. Hold on, this is a this is some sort of copy of the iPhone. Yes, absolutely. when you actually see it in its entirety, though, it doesn't it no. doesn't feel that way to me. It's got a different feel no. to it. It's 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 very nice uh, feel to it. Um, there, I mean, definitely are the, the similarities if you look at the top and if you if you look at the bottom. Mm. Um, they've now just a, a couple of little differences between the um, the two. The um, and they've both gone to nano sim finally, which was a bit of a frustration right. for yes. me. I move around phones a lot, yeah. And between the, the you know the top uh, Lumia or Nokia uh, phones and the iPhone. Uh, both of those were were on nano sims, but uh, Samsung hadn't made the jump. But they have done this time around, so it makes it a little bit easier. Um, so that was one thing I was I was pleased at. Um, on the edge of when you're looking at the edge one, because it's got that slimmer side to cater to the uh, the curvature and the and the screen that's just sort of you know drops off around the bend a little bit. Uh, there isn't room for a SIM slot on the side, no, so that's been moved to the top. So a slight difference yeah. between the two handsets there. 
um, and you've got the, uh, the 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 speaker coming through at the at the bottom, um, and then that glass back, which feels really nice, That's doesn't lovely. it? It's absolutely it's quite fingerprinty at this stage, but um, yeah, yeah, like you said, these are these are very early the pro- so prototypes we, or we that, whatever the, the correct uh, name is for these ones. So that, yeah, there may be some sort of uh, yeah. some some sort of coating. I, oh, I don't know on the on the final product. That, there'll there'll be um, any number of screen covers and protectors that come out that'll cover them but um, yep. the thing that actually really surprised me about the ordinary S6 was how much it actually looks like the S5 still from the front right when you just look when straight just down look straight on, on, it, on it, with the with the button at the bottom Absolutely. the Samsung logo at the top yep. the uh, um, the what do you call the little the little speaker that goes to your ear <laughs> That, yeah, that, 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 that thing, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, absolutely. If you just look at it straight that way yes. without uh, curving it around and yeah. so on, but that, it's when you and start you moving it. Exactly, you look at that, the side ooh. and you see that it isn't that horrible fake chrome plastic anymore, <laughs> and, yep. and the back is that lovely, nice, shiny Gorilla Glass. It, it's... Yeah, I think it, it's definitely... I mean, that's obviously the main criticism most people have, have made of, of, of the Samsung phones is they, they feel cheap. Yeah, well, they, um, they've ad- they've addressed that, haven't they? Absolutely. I mean, they I mean, this is just a, is a stunning premium looking yeah. phone. Now, a few other things that stood out to me: uh, this, in it just as standard, supports wireless charging. Yes. So I took that, and as um, Brent from uh, Microsoft's uh, Lumia team was uh, tweeting uh, yesterday after after my piece with uh, TV Three on the news. <laughs> um, Yes, I have a, a yellow uh, Lumia Qi uh, compliant or um, wireless power consortium compliant uh, wireless charger on my desk. And when you put the Samsung uh, Galaxy S6 or, or the S6 Edge on there, uh, you know, instantly that's, uh, that's, that's charging. Yeah. So I'm just dropping that on there now. And it's been very consistent. I've seen, you know, some some phones aren't um, yes. haven't been perfect, yep. but you drop it, and maybe it's just on practice that you you land it in the middle, and it yep. just seems to pick up well though with that uh, wireless charging. Now, talking of charging, wireless charging tends to be a bit slower. Uh, you can generate a bit of heat in the device. I haven't noticed that yet, probably because I haven't had uh, enough days yep. or or yep. even hours with the uh, uh, with the S S six to come across that. But one of the things they're talking about is. Uh, charging at one and a half times faster than before and faster charging uh, than even uh, what Apple are doing with the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, uh, which if that's the case, and as I say, we, we've got you know, early hands-on with these devices, we don't even have the official charges and so on uh, just yet, but if, if, that's, if that's actually the case, uh, that would be absolutely brilliant because I know with my iPhone I can plug it in for a really short space of time and get a whole heap of charge right. really, yes. really quickly yep. when you're using the official chargers. Yeah. Uh, so that's something that I, you know, I, f- I find really. Whoops! Uh, <laughs> there, there, uh, there, there goes a new phone. Um, tough. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so yeah, flying, fly, flying phones aside. Um, thank you, uh, Samsung, for uh, for um, sharing with us uh, two of the uh, the new flown, uh, phones that were uh, flown in from uh, Korea over the weekend. You're quite special, don't you? Handling something that you know there's only a very very few of in the country. It's uh, yeah, it's <laughs> a bit of a privilege. Saying, so yeah. I, um, I yeah, we'll have to give a bit more testing to the uh, Gorilla Glass Four, which is uh, one of the new features, which is you know supposedly that much. Uh, 
uh, tougher than our uh, previous iteration of Gorilla Glass. I can't say I've ever noticed that they needed to make it tougher because I've never managed to damage one. Haven't you? I've definitely had had enough uh, damaged phone screens either myself or others around the office here. Mind you, I I drowned my last phone, so I can't say that it's a... Well, (laughs) actually, talking of drowning, that is a a difference between the S5 and the S6. As you know, the S5 had the the bung on the bottom to uh, to, to cover up your charging hole. Uh, You essentially had a, had a phone that was pretty waterproof. In fact, mm. one of the things that I enjoyed over the summer um, was being able to take a, a, a Sony Xperia uh, Z and a, um, and a Samsung Galaxy, um, you know, waterproof phones to the beach and be able to, you know, just get some fun photos yes, and so on. Not actually worry at the beach and not have to, uh, yeah, not have to worry that. Uh, I'm gonna. I was <laughs> gonna have a problem, so yeah. I definitely left my left my iPhone um, yeah. away when 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 camping and so on. Uh, now the S6 at this stage doesn't cater to that, but no. I would hasten to put a bet down uh, if there was a place you could bet on these things um, to say that there will be a Galaxy S6 active because we've seen yes. it with the S4 and with yeah. the S5 uh, versions that are designed to cater to those sort of sporting and just real super outdoorsy sort of use. And yes, they're probably not going to be as um, as stylish as uh, uh, as a standard S6 or S6 Edge. Uh, but the, I think there will be a uh, there will be something coming through in the not too distant future. Whether it gets an official New Zealand launch and, and so on, I don't know. But no. that, I'm sure that I, will, I, that will come through. There's I a demand. Did also there? read something today. I don't know how actually accurate it is or how wildly based in rumour, but uh, something about a, an official semi-waterproofing case that would be available. Because looking at this, right, it probably wouldn't take much to have a. a some sort of cover or case that would actually just go over the, the the sort of obvious inlets for water, mainly on the bottom, yep. and uh, that would that would take care of that problem because um, yeah. But anyway, it's interesting. Of course, the one thing that that offends a lot of Apple uh, sort of Samsung fanboys rather, and did bother me, was the absence of expandable memory. Yes, yeah, so um, on. I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not you so. so hung up on that, I'm not yeah. so hung up on that because I think that the you know when we look at the phones that are more uh, focused on on design, these sort of all-in-one builds, and you know we're talking the iPhone, we're talking yeah. the Nokia uh, Lumia nine uh, nine thirty, um, that you know the HTC One X and so on. We're pretty used to that. If you're going to get a unibody type phone, it's not going to be expandable. But what Samsung are doing is the minimum storage size we're aware of is 32 gigs, uh, so there won't be a you know anything smaller, uh, a 64 and a 128. So if well, you want it, you yeah. you know you can you'll pay that premium. In a small market like New Zealand, I don't know what that means in terms of actually what will get launched, and we don't even have confirmed pricing yet. Uh, I'm picking from the sort of discussions I've had that there will be a reasonable premium uh, between the S6 and the S6 Edge, um, maybe in the direction of $100. Which I don't think is, is terrible. For some, you know, it's a unique feature. Yeah, I'm not sure that that uh, you know the the capability, uh, you know, is necessarily necessarily justifies it, but it does give you a pretty unique standout very standout cool phone, phone, and it looks it looks, looks stunning, doesn't it? So it looks absolutely amazing. And, you know, yeah, I, I, I 
might be rather shallow of me, but I would pay that money just to have the cool looking phone, even if it doesn't Well, do if you're spending that, that sort of money, right? It's not you, a lot, you might as well give the extra feature. Yeah, exactly. And for exactly. those wondering, well, what, you know, what, what is this, uh, what is this extra uh, feature? So you can swipe in from the right hand side. And it gives you uh, um, some circles, which to start with have just got plus uh, logos on them. But what you do is you uh, you link each of these, and they're, they're different colours. So we've got blue, green. Um, what's the? I would call it light light orange, and then dark orange, which is, or more normal orange. I'm not sure. Anyway, maybe I'm just feeling colour blind today. Maybe it's orange and then red and then purple. Um, but you basically link each to these to you know to favourite contacts, yes. and so you can swipe and quickly contact uh, someone you know very quickly, uh, phone call, SMS, email, etc. It sort of drops out with the contact methods. Uh, and the other thing that it does is if you've got your phone face down, maybe it's by your bedside. Um, if an incoming call comes in from somebody. If they're in that sort of list, and uh, I've got uh, I've got Andrew set up here in uh, in blue uh, in my testing, uh, so if I've got that face down by my bedside, um, the phone is going to sort of as it rings, you're going to see a blue glow coming, so you can so you uh, who it is, and you sort of yeah. tell who it is and, and respond yeah. accordingly. So sort of, and that comes out through the through the edges, it's able to sort of shine that light out. So that, it's, believe, that's kind of I believe fun. Um, certain applications too can actually put notifications along the the edge. As well, yeah, and also helps. if you uh, if you have the phone uh, turned off and you slide your finger along the, hold on, let me get this right, <laughs> or along one of the edges, it will come up and tell you the uh, the time. Oh. I've done something wrong here because it's not doing it now that now now that I'm trying to show Damien, um, and that may be because I've oh, I've got the phone locked or oh, yes, so, or something else, um, which brings us to the um, Touch ID. Oops, that's an Apple. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, it's not that. Um, no, so <laughs> what 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 we've got there, the fingerprint reader is much more. Um, convenient to use. So if we looked at the Galaxy S5, you had to swipe your finger uh, across the, the fingerprint reader. In exactly the right place, at exactly the right speed. To, to, to make it work. But Apple always had this thing where you just put your finger on the uh, on the home button yeah. and uh, and it unlocked. Now, uh, at CES this year, I, I saw you know a demo of the new fingerprint uh, technology and one of the immediate and sort of obvious putting two and two together when I saw that te- technology from the uh, uh, the manufacturer was, oh, we're going to have that in the Galaxy S6. So, um, well, clap uh, clap for me because I managed to put uh, <laughs> one and one together and get two. And yes, it is uh, it is that way in the S6. So you can just tap your finger uh, onto the home button and it will uh, it will unlock. It, it no more uh, sliding around. It's faster, isn't it? It's, it's, it's great. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things I quite like is you double tap that home button and it takes you straight into the camera. It's really, really yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, if your phone is off and you turn it on and it's locked on the right-hand side, uh, you can slide up to take you straight into camera mode uh, very quickly. And on the left-hand side, uh, you can, you've got a little uh, uh, phone handset icon. You can swipe that up to get uh, into, into calling uh, very quickly. Um, although you do have to, if you've got it, um, if you've got a uh, uh, fingerprint lock on there, you've still got to uh, you've still got to still use that to, to get in to yeah. make make calls. Of course, 
now, in terms of the user interface, uh, Damien, you're a, you're an S5 user. Um, you've been playing around a little bit with the with the S6. What are your impressions there? This we're running um, for those that are interested. I know someone was tweeting and asking. Uh, we're running Android 5.02 currently on the um, uh, on the S6 and the S6 Edge, um, but it certainly isn't stock Android. This is still uh, Samsung's TouchWiz, isn't it? Still very much the same. Yeah, it, just playing around with it quickly here. I you wouldn't notice a, a huge difference at all going from a from an S5 to an S6. Uh, apart from the fact that it actually feels pleasant in your hand now, rather than horrible and plasticky. Um, <clears throat> but there's yeah. a bit less software, isn't there? I mean, people there use is. the term bloatware yeah. and all sorts of things for some of the bundled uh, software. There's a little bit less, and there's a new folder there, Microsoft Apps. That, yes. Which so we had heard rumours before, before launch that uh, there was some sort of Microsoft and Samsung uh, partnership coming into play and sure enough uh, what we're seeing on there is OneDrive OneNote and uh, and Skype yeah. now one area we're trying to get some uh, some clarification on from Samsung is around how much free storage that you get with the OneDrive because mm. Samsung always used to give you that free Dropbox storage didn't they yeah. with your Galaxy yes um, I believe that was about 50 gigabytes 50 gigs so you got a total of 50 gigs and the actual amount you got free I think was 48 gigs because uh, Dropbox will give you two well they're doing a similar story again with their giveaway this time so the numbers that we we had from uh, Samsung's Korean representatives was uh 65 gigs, and I thought, that's that's an odd number. And I thought, hold on, it's probably 50 plus yeah, the free plus 15, the 15 that anyone can get. Yeah. Uh, so my guess is you get 50 on top of whatever you've got if you've got a OneDrive uh, account already. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, then sure, yeah, it does yeah, total 65, 65 yeah, but 15 of that you get to keep forever. Yes. And the 50 is for, for two years. Now, still a little bit of confusion. I got a tweet uh, after I tweeted around uh, the initial figures, uh, and I had tweeted the 100 gig figure. Uh, Mary Jo Foley in the US, who's with um, ZDNet there and reports a lot of Microsoft things, uh, queried me on the, on the totals. And it seems that, yes, there's a bit of confusion around how much is being given away the, the extra 15. Mm. That's the free bit. Uh, but also there seems to be a difference from one market to another. So either that or uh, Samsung have made have got some sort of mix-up. I'm presuming that it's just a variance from country to country. I would imagine it would be, because I think there was even the, originally with the Dropbox offer, there was, uh, even if it was just availability, some countries you couldn't actually didn't get the couldn't Dropbox get it at offer all. at right. all. So I, I suspect it's just a... A regional variance, depending what they'll offer where. But um, yeah, well, Mary Jo said that she had been told around one hundred and fifteen, 115 gigs was okay. was the standard. And you know, I cited some information on that uh, being you know the official number for the US. Whereas, as I say, we've been told sixty five uh, here in New Zealand. So uh, we're, we'll probably get something official on that. I've I've asked Samsung, and uh, uh, last time I checked email, they were. They were still trying to be sure, but their official material for New Zealand made no mention of it. So all we've had so far is, has been uh, verbal. Uh, but at this stage, that appears to be, well, the official line is 65 gigs. Which so. is, hey, which, let's face it, is probably more than enough, to be honest. It's more than it's I never, 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 never enough, enough. Damien. What never are you enough. talking about? I know. 
it's like an internet plan that's not unlimited. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, no, no problem with that. It's uh, it's free. So, um, so you know, yeah. well, it's not free because you, you pay a fair bit for your phone, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's still pretty good. Now, the other thing, uh, these screens look uh, look pretty stunning, right? They the uh, QHD, yeah. so they're they're right up there. I think five hundred and seventy seven pixels per inch. So, in terms of looking at the individual dots. Um, You've got to have some pretty impressive uh, eyesight to sort of drill drill yeah, down at that sort of level. It's uh, I mean, it's very sharp, isn't it? It's and bright. And yeah. We're used to a nice screen from Samsung. Now, um, jumping back to, to camera, we mentioned camera briefly, uh, but the camera for me was one of the immediate things that stood out, Absolutely. as well as the design of yeah. the SX, that uh, makes me feel a lot more confident in what Samsung might well achieve in terms of product sales here because I've been a bit disappointed sometimes in the past. I've gone to the Samsung presentations or I've watched the videos and the story that they tell you, and, and every manufacturer does this, they, they, they tell you how their phone is the best in the world and why it's incredible and so on. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm, I'm always a bit sceptical until I, until I get that proof. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, once yeah. bitten, twice shy, or, you know, however you want to put it, uh, you know, we, we get stories that sometimes don't uh, line up yeah. quite with, with reality when it comes to the, uh, uh, the product salespeople. So, um, and uh, yes, in this case, I actually think uh, Samsung have come to the party with a uh, w- with a really good camera they in the um, in the Galaxy S6. Yeah. Now, we we went into the other room before, flicked out the lights, made it sort of um, you know a little bit dim, and we were comparing quite, quite romantic, really. <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I, look, I don't want to offend you, Damien, but um, that wouldn't be my categorisation. No, no, but look, enough. if you I'm want to keep stretching. that picture, you know, then you can, you can, you can hold on to it. But I, I was looking for a different type of picture myself, um, and uh, and I, I thought we got it. And we, we compared Absolutely. the um, the Galaxy S five uh, to. Um, and I haven't done the Lumia test yet, actually, um, which I need to do because the uh, the Lumia 930 is very is very good in uh, in low light. Um, so that that one's to come. But we've tested against the um, uh, the the iPhone uh, six. I still need to do a little bit more testing with the six plus, but definitely standing out with the with against the six and the six plus, uh, and also the Galaxy S five in terms of the low light. Both video and photos, um, really impressive results, Very right? Impressive. I have to say, as, a, as, a, as an S5 owner, the camera was actually something of a disappointment to me in just using it every day, particularly in low light. Yeah. It just was always hunting for focus. It was always just struggling. This S6, just nothing, no problem. Focuses incredibly quickly and then just, just holds it. It's... Uh, yeah, I mean, walking side by side through that darkened room with the S6 and the S5. So it was fair of me to be a bit sceptical after the absolutely. after the S5. It was a bit of a disappointment. Absolutely, the S5 was yeah, quite a big disappointment. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. I, f- I felt I felt the same way. I mean, when it when it managed to take a photo, it usually took a great photo, but it was actually getting it to to focus and actually, yeah, yeah. But um, no, they certainly seem to have, have fixed that and then some with this. It's it's. 
quite a remarkable camera. Yeah. And especially with that incredible screen, the level of detail is quite incredible as well. Yep. And now we're talking a 16 megapixel uh, yeah, camera on the on the rear, uh, and I think it's uh, it's a five megapixel on the uh, on the front. So um, it's they're, they're, you know they're they're both pretty capable. So I mean I'll certainly look forward to spending some some more time on these devices, especially once we get the, the final product. Um, but you know last time I thought well maybe these issues. Uh, because we're dealing with a you know a pre-launch product, but mm. you know if I look back on my experiences with with the S5 after I got you know a sort of a final one in my hand, uh, the, yeah the photos of it didn't you know just yeah, didn't didn't quite match up, and it wasn't as uh, you know as as fast either in a no. lot of in a lot of cases. No. So um, yeah, I, th- I think some some good stuff there. Excellent. Now the, the the UI um we talked about that. It's you know as you say, you know, reasonably similar, although you know the way the lock screen is is um um is a little little bit you know there are definitely some some variations oh, that uh, that aren't too yep. bad. Yep. Um but that um touch ID like uh unlocking I think uh, you know really really stands out. So um, I'm sure there'll be some other other questions, and um, yeah, feel free to get in touch. But there's there's a lot of coverage online of uh, of these already. Now, launch date we're told April 10th is the official launch date uh, in 20 countries around the world. Apparently, New Zealand doesn't land in those 20 countries, but uh, the New Zealand launch isn't much different. So they're saying mid-April. Okay. So. To me, that means hey, there there is maybe still a chance that we might see the um, we might see April ten as a New Zealand launch day, uh, or maybe we will be you know up to a up to a week out, maybe longer. Sometimes we've seen some um, variations from Samsung yes. uh, on on arrival dates of uh, of products. Yes, uh, but I mean, looking at the devices we've got here, they look and feel as though they're they're pretty much there. Uh, you know, other than special code numbers and so on yeah. that are uh, that are etched on uh, you know on these um, you know pre-production uh, samples, um, they they look pretty good. And you've still got uh, on the back. You've also still got the um, heart rate sensor, haven't you? As was on the uh, as was on the uh, the the S five. So overall. Um, I think these are sort of the, the big standout devices from uh, from oh, Mobile absolutely. World Congress, and yeah. um, if any device is going to uh, help Samsung with uh, with their profitability this year, well, this would be my uh, my immediate uh, pick. Absolutely, if they can't do it with this, then they might as well just throw up their hands and give up, quite frankly, because I think this is a stunningly good phone. I don't think anyone at Samsung is about to throw up their hands and give up. I don't think they are, but if this thing doesn't really, you know, just absolutely work for them, I I can't understand what would. Uh, I only hope that they they sort of learn from the S5 local launch and have enough stock on hand to meet demand. But um, Well, I think that that's another challenge, and Apple have the same challenge when they launch, right? Everyone wants a product on the... the, uh, on the day that it launches, when it's most exciting, and uh, you know, it's it's just the nature of it. You you want to have it there while it's the you oh, know the exciting a, new of course, thing. And, Samsung you know, have made it even more difficult for themselves by having the two different. 
types of phone too, because which one is going to fire be the most popular? Uh, you would suggest if the price difference isn't too big, it'll be the Edge. But it may not. Maybe the price difference will be too big, who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's an interesting one because I think, you know, let's say there is a $100 New Zealand price difference and we don't know what it's going to no, be. Maybe it's no. 150 uh, maybe, maybe it's a bit less. Um, that is an area where, and we've also got the differing uh, memory sizes as well, yes. those fixed memory sizes. Yep. This really gives Samsung a chance to uh, earn maybe that little bit of extra uh, profitability over and above the uh, you know the base product because people will spend extra for those higher price Absolutely. points rather than going and getting their own memory card to go in there. Right. Yeah, I think it, it's it's an interesting opportunity for them. It'd be interesting to see how they handle it because. Um so one thing I've just noticed, I've just noticed at this minute, is that they have moved away from the, what was it, USB? Ah, yes, the USB uh, 3. 3, yeah. They've moved actually back to USB to 2, USB and that's 2. in the specifications, that it is only a uh, USB 2 connection. Uh, much, much easier to, oh, uh, to you know, um, well, I mean, the USB 2 connection would fit in the, the uh, Galaxy the USB, S5 yes. as yeah. well. Uh, but the yeah the S three wasn't um, wasn't particularly uh, or no, the the, the USB three the big wider connector yeah. um, was a bit of an annoyance more than anything. It was largely, but it, it did charge the phone at a remarkably fast rate. Well, it's going to charge it faster with the new charger. <laughs> the new charger so exactly. yeah, so, so you don't have, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. What I was curious is if we were going to see the new USB connection, uh, which is due very soon in this device, and we got the answer to that is no. This is no. yeah, you know, it's still micro USB, yeah. uh, which we're uh, which we're used to. Um, now, something I did want to sort of uh, touch on, I guess, is. What will you do if you get this and you were a big fan of being able to take photos at the beach, etc.? Now, one gadget which we've got here, and it's been uh, it's been on my list to have a bit of a chat about. Uh, Damien, you were looking at this before. It looks like a little periscope. <laughs> it does. Uh, this one's a blue one. It's from HTC. It's called the HTC Re Camera, uh, and this is a um, a 16 megapixel portable camera that connects to your phone over Bluetooth. Uh, I think it does Wi-Fi as well. Um, and the uh, HTC Re, it's got a little micro USB charger on the bottom um, and a covered uh, slot for a micro SD card. Comes with an 8 gig, but you can put much bigger in there as well if you want. Uh, we'll film a good good couple of hours worth of um, uh, footage or um, a big swag of uh, photos and this is sort of standalone so that's the sort of thing that you could take with you into the surf or into you know varying other situations mm. where you might want to um, or you might have in the past gone with a with a waterproof phone so this is one of the alternatives and to start with I was a little bit disappointed I could not get this thing to work with my, yep. with the iPhone uh, which is what I started on first um, I went back and uh, jumped on my um, on my HTC One M8 and that connected and all worked fine, and it uploaded some uh, some new firmware to it, and uh, that that got things sort of ticking, ticking along uh, nicely. So, if you have any of those sort of issues, some of the first models maybe had some uh, some older firmware that needed updating. Probably most of them do. Yeah. Uh, they tend to update these things regularly, but uh, just you know, try with another phone or plug it into your computer, and uh, you can get that updated, and then uh, then away you go. But yeah, quite a quite an unusual um, and and. Um, 
um, but but helpful little camera. I mean, not not the best camera on the market by no. any stretch. Um, it's just it's a, it's a neat little form factor. It would just fits. Slip into a bag or you throw it, quite you throw it in your pocket. What does absolutely. happen though is it's very easy to bump the button, yes, so you'll get extra photos, you know, when you pick it up <laughs> yeah. or yeah. Uh, or whatever. It's not too yeah. much of a problem. No. It's got plenty of storage exactly. on it, uh, and then you just sync it back across to your phone, and you can tweet it and do whatever you want yeah. with it. So that's um, no, pretty cool. It's, thing, it's, it's a bit of fun. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, it, it's it's not going to replace your DSLR anytime soon, but it's it isn't. It's a it's a cute little gadget. It is. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, it's just it's it's just worth mentioning because I'm sure there'll be a few people that will be, uh, uh, you know, lining up for the Galaxy S6, but mourning the um, uh, the waterproof <laughs> capability. <laughs> so, I mean, there's GoPros yeah. and there's all sorts of other yeah. uh, other other options. Um, but the the HTC uh, Re is one have been having a, a little bit of fun with over yeah. the over the last uh, little while um, since it launched here in New Zealand. Now a couple of other things worth uh, mentioning. We've got um, uh, Huawei who were were giving me a little bit of a heads up um, a few weeks ago, saying, "Hey Paul, there's uh, um, there's some cool stuff coming from us at Mobile World Congress, so um, uh, you know keep keep a watch out, and uh, you know we'll, we'll we'll be in touch." Once there's uh, once there's product available, now we have um, of course heard their announcements from Mobile World Congress, and and really the standout seems to be a smartwatch. That's uh, this is an, an Android Wear uh, device. Yes, and there's a lot of comments saying, "Hey, this is the this is the nicest looking Android Wear good smartwatch watch. in the Isn't market," it? and it's from a company that is not sort of. Really, the company that we expect to see, you know, the most premium products no, from, but they've been no. investing a lot in the design of their phones yeah. and so on lately. Um, what What are your thoughts? How How can they go in the market? Because yeah, people tend to look to Apple and Samsungs Absolutely. and these and and yep. the the yes, bigger names. Um, can uh, Huawei edge in and win some market share? Well, they would certainly think so. I mean, that watch is a stunning looking. Looking thing, it's it's easily the best looking smartwatch I've seen, uh, and they were they were talking I think about having forty plus different watch face styles loaded onto it from the go. I mean that that that's just brilliant. I mean it's um, if anything's going to do it, I think this has probably got a chance to. But I mean I personally haven't had the best run with. Huawei product, but then okay, <laughs> okay, you had a, you had a bit of a bit I've of a play. Few, few some of the lower end ones, or have you Mainly. tried some of the higher end no, devices? I haven't really tried any of the higher end, right? Stuff, but um, stuff like uh, I bought a, a very very low end one in, in Rarotonga when I uh, drowned my Galaxy S4. In, oh, okay, in, in okay. Swimming pool, and yeah, it was, yeah, it was just the worst phone I've ever owned. But in their defence, I also then replaced it with a very cheap Samsung phone, which was probably as bad, at least. So, <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so the the moral of the story is, uh, you know, don't don't let Damien near uh, near near devices. He's going to ruin them or break them or some, something. Something's going to go it's wrong. Only if there's a swimming pool nearby that we're in trouble. But yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, I've had a few other uh, like a lot of the Vodafone branded the the um, router modem routers that they yep, send yep. and the um, little mobile hotspots. They're all Huawei stuff. That's right, and. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, I was I was nearly at the point of punching my modem the other day. It was annoying me so much. And I would have liked to have seen that <laughs> fight. Like, I, I have a feeling that uh, you know you would have come off better off in this in, in, in this case. I probably would have, but it probably would have done a fair bit of damage to me if I'd punched it hard enough to you know. But, yeah. Um, well, you could have picked up a sledgehammer. Yeah. Um, oh, no, the spirit of the moment thing. You never think clearly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have to say it's it's. I haven't had a good run, but uh, certainly some of their higher-end stuff does look impressive. Um, I mean, I know, again, moving back to my area of expertise, the automotive field, the Chinese manufacturers there learn at a startlingly fast rate. Right. Uh, It wasn't long ago. It was, you know, two years ago we were being horrified by YouTube videos of their cars scoring half a star in a crash test and folding up like they're made out of tinfoil. Yes. And now they're... You know, they're well beyond. They, that. they watch that and uh, and address it pretty quickly. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's always yeah. been a case of um, the Japanese learned very fast when they came up. The Koreans have learned even faster, and the Chinese yeah. are just right iterating very quickly absolutely. and, and so, delivering its good results. Uh, you would have to say that in terms of, of, of technology and things like that, they're probably learning even faster than they are in the car field. But um, so should should. Um, you know, should we be looking to to them for the for the next big things? Is this well, it's uh, quite possible? Isn't yeah. it? I mean, they're, they're, they're well, as well as the smart, as well as the uh, the the watch, they've also got the uh, talk band uh, B two, and they 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 released the initial uh, talk band B one. Uh, I think it was late last year. We did we didn't end up having uh, uh, having a play with it, but that. Uh, that's landing as well. That looks pretty good. The watch, I think we're uh, we're still a few months out from uh, from availability, and they've got the Talkband N1, which is um, a wearable that was is really um, some um, sort of fancy earbuds, really, isn't it? Mm, some, it's quite um, an interesting little thing. Uh, in 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 ear um, speakers. Mm. And uh, that that looks interesting in, it, in itself as a as a fitness uh, tracker that can uh, calculate um, you know the number of steps you've taken, uh, estimate your distance travelled and calories consumed and so on. So um, these these little wearable devices are interesting that we're you know we're seeing such a mix of products from a range of uh, a range of vendors, including. Uh, you know the likes of Huawei. Who are, you know, I wouldn't if they hadn't come out with these products. Um, I wouldn't have expected them. I wasn't no. expecting them to put no. it that way. No. And uh, you know, this is uh, it just stirs up the category a little bit more. Oh, absolutely. And it just goes through, like, like I was saying before, how quickly they learn and how fast they grow. I mean, it wasn't long ago you'd just write them off as a low end cell phone manufacturer, but now they're coming up with stuff like this that is, mm. yeah, in t- terms of design and and um, technology, it's it's right up there. Yep, certainly, so, certainly looks uh, looks pretty good. So we'll uh, we'll come back on that once once we actually get our hands on. Uh, now, something that I that um, I forgot to mention before uh, is the Gear VR from Samsung. Um, they launched this with the Note Four last year. Uh, their virtual reality headset. Uh, there is a new one that will work with the Galaxy. S six, mm. so just worth mentioning for those that are that are really keen on uh, on that stuff. So you have to um, say with that incredible screen and the, and the it should work rather it, nicely, shouldn't it? Rather impressive yeah. thing. Yep. 
and the other thing, we've got a few other new gadgets here that we'll we'll chat about over the next few weeks. Have a bit more of a play. Uh, the Raspberry Pi Two has finally arrived at the uh, the Gorilla office, and uh, and I've Very nabbed cool. it for a for a for a little peek. <laughs> um, and I need to do a bit of uh, a bit of work and uh, and get a little bit of software on there and, and have a have a play around. Um, but for the for uh, forty to fifty dollars odd, it's an incredible little uh, little computer, basically yeah. a, uh, a a portable computer with, without a case. But uh, um, you know you can build it up and make all all sorts of uh, fun sort of hobby projects yes. with, with yeah. one of these, couldn't you? It's the sort of thing that I've always looked at it, and I've, it's been the thing that I've thought it's either something I would buy, I would play with once, and I'd never use again, or. I would wonder how I live without it because I'd always use it for something or find some use for it, and it's it's yeah. And for forty bucks, hey, if you do play with it once and never use it again, it's still not a big loss, is it? So you, you, you can't go too wrong. You cannot yep. go too far wrong. Um, and we might, from time to time, start chatting about the odd drone as well. Uh, there were a whole bunch of them at CES. Some of these are. Uh, uh, the ones announced at CS are starting to uh, starting to come mm. through and uh, and get shipped out. So uh, well, there was um, one that I saw a video of that I was particularly impressed with in my field of work. Anyway, was the one that I can't remember who, who, which manufacturer it was from, uh, but you basically wore a wristband and the drone would track you. Right. Well, yeah. Um, there, there seems to be a few of them that will um, that can do a sort of a follow me type yes. thing. So yeah. for you in a car, Damien, oh, that's doing a little sort of car review. Absolutely. As long as you're not going too fast, you might no, have no, to stick that. to no, uh, you know stick to one of those uh, you know twenty k <laughs> limit areas or something. Um, but it can follow. It'll be able to follow, for instance, the smartphone yes. you know uh, in your pocket based on GPS and so on, and mm. uh, you know fly Very overhead and film and so well, on. So um, some, some neat some neat. Stuff there. Oh, fantastic stuff! Of course, power lines come into play there, of course too. If you know oh, what's the problem with those? <laughs> I know bridges. The video, you the know, video you I think, saw of it. They did do it out in the middle of the Arizona desert. So yeah, I was, think I think know, you've really got to pick, pick you've your got to pick uh, location for pick, those things. Pick your places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah no, it's well, I've, I've worked my way. I'm working my way up slowly from the very, very. Uh, Bottom end, so right. um, yeah. The the next one I'll talk about is a um, is a little eighty dollar uh, device, um, and uh, be having a little play around with that that one. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a, there there are a bunch, and uh, it's really in that sort of uh, um, you know fifteen hundred dollar two thousand up sort of price bracket where you start seeing those sorts of follow me type features yeah. and yeah. Um, you know some some really neat photography capabilities and yeah. so on so uh, yeah alright well I think that's uh, that's probably us for this week Damien Sorry. thank you very much for uh, for coming along oh thank you for having me again it's always a pleasure thank you now where do uh, where do we track you down online oh I'm all over the place all over the place www.oversteer.co.nz is my my major online it tends outlet. to be the best place to uh, to, to track track you down oh, absolutely you can send me abuse through there um at oversteer nz on twitter oversteer nz on facebook as well um and of course listening into the new zealand motoring podcast excellent so what happened on the tell us about the last episode where did uh where did you record that yeah, there was a little bit of a story <laughs> did, here it was, was a little, a little bit different behind that we, we lucked into it because we didn't think we were going to be able to manage it but we actually recorded the podcast from inside a moving rolls royce <laughs> it was the uh ghost 2 which is the update of the Baby Rolls, which is still a massive car with a huge engine, but um, rather disappointingly. So where did you steal this thing? 
Oh, look, we... Because I know you don't own one of these, Damien. (laughs) It's one of the perks of the job. They throw you these things and say, here, take this. Uh, In the case of the rolls, it's usually just for the night. Um, But the disappointing part of it was the Rolls-Royce is so quiet you would hardly pick that we were in a moving car when we recorded the All podcast. Right. Well, I'm going to vote next time you pick something a bit noisier, maybe a oh, V8, yeah. see, what, see V8. what you can do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I think uh, yeah, we want to hear a bit, we yeah. hear a bit of uh, a bit of noise. So uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that. So you're at episode uh, five now. We are, And yes. uh, some, some pretty entertaining and interesting episodes so far. So well, well worth a listen for those who uh, uh, have any sort of motor uh, enthusiasm or, or spend a lot of time in their, their car and uh, looking for uh, for some some good local content to listen to it's uh, it's well worth it and of course you can uh, you can check us NZ Tech Podcast at nztechpodcast.com and you can track me on Twitter at Paul Spain hey thanks everyone for listening catch you next week Bye. see ya the New Zealand Tech Podcast brought to you by Gorilla Technology proactive and strategic IT Oh, hello. Uh, it seems like you're uh, you're still listening after the end of the podcast. Well, since you're still listening, let me mention a little surprise we have coming up next week on the 10th of March. Uh, Di Henwood will be joining me for a special episode, and we will have a bit of a room for an audience. So if you're interested in joining us for that recording of the New Zealand Tech Podcast will be happening in central Auckland on Tuesday the 10th of March, then visit nztechpodcast.com, put your email address in there for our mailing list, and we will ping you some details as soon as they're confirmed, and uh, you might be able to uh, snag a ticket and uh, come and join us. All right, thank you.